we've come to this opportunity to ordain Alan Bowers as an elder of our church. We have recognized the qualifications and callings and gifts of eldership in Allen. Our church has affirmed those by a vote of the congregation under the recommendation of the, uh, the current elders and past elders. And this morning we want to out- ordain Allen uh, to the eldership. So please take your Bibles and turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. This ordination service will will have three parts to it. First of all, I'm going to charge Alan. And by charge, what I mean is share the the weight and responsibility of what it means to be an elder from God's Word with him. And then he is going to respond to that charge by pledging himself to the eldership. The members of this church know that it is not just an elder who pledges himself to the church, but the church pledges ourselves to our elders. So we will respond to Alan by pledging ourselves to him. And then finally, our former elders and I will pray over Alan and Ashley as they begin this important uh, work. It's most appropriate, I think, that I take my charge, not just directly from God's word, but I've chosen 1 Peter chapter 5 because here Peter charges the elders of the early church. And today, Alan, I give this charge to you. Let's read God's word through the Apostle Peter to both the early church elders and to every elder since then. This is God's word. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and as a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Alan, you'll notice that uh, Peter's charge is really contained in one phrase, shepherd the flock of God which is among you. Peter chose the uh, metaphor of shepherding because it was a common metaphor. It was a common occupation in that particular culture. But it's not just common. It was an important work. It was hard work. And probably most significantly, it was relational work. The work of a shepherd with the flock is highly relational. And even more significantly than that, Peter chose this metaphor because it's the work that Jesus charged him to do. You remember on the beaches in Galilee after the resurrection, 
Jesus came to Peter who had denied him shamefully three times. And he said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter's answer was, yes, Lord, I love you. And Jesus' charge to Peter, feed my sheep. Three times, feed my sheep, tend my lambs, feed my sheep. This was Peter's charge. And now he shares this charge with every elder since. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you. The rest of the charge, Peter explains how to shepherd the flock of God. And he he emphasizes five ways. And in this brief charge, I just want to emphasize those five ways with you this morning. First of all, notice in at the beginning of verse 2 that we're to shepherd by overseeing the flock. Look at verse 2. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight. That's what shepherds do to the flock. They exercise overflock oversight of the flock. Shepherd's task is primarily four things. It's to lead, it's to feed, it's to care for, and it is to protect the flock. And that's your task as well and mine. It's to lead God's flock. It's to feed God's flock. It's to care for God's flock. And it is to protect God's flock. And what's wonderful about that is that God has given us the essential tool that we need for all four of those tasks, and it is His Word. God leads His church. God feeds His church. God cares for His church, and God protects His church through the truth of His Word, and that truth never changes. So from the early church through every generation, right up to me and you, we have the same inspired, authoritative, inerrant Word of God to feed, lead, care for, and protect God's flock. That's why Paul told Titus to ordain elders in the particular area where Titus was, and he said this, the elder must Hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and to rebuke those who contradict it. So, Alan, shepherd by overseeing the flock of God with the word of God. Number two, how do we shepherd God's flock? Well, number two, in the middle of verse two, Peter says, shepherd out of a desire, out of a desire to serve God, not duty. Elders serve out of desire. And sometimes it's a desire to serve this church. But ultimately, it's not about the church, is it? It's a desire to serve God by serving his church. So look there in the middle of verse 2, not under compulsion but willingly, how? As God would have you. Would God have you to serve as an elder? 
then serve this church with a desire to serve God. Number three, as we continue in verse two, we see that Peter emphasizes a third way that we shepherd God's flock. Not shame, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Number three, we shepherd by giving ourselves to the flock, not fleecing them. See, shepherds are all about giving ourselves to the flock, not taking from the flock. And I notice there that we give ourselves eagerly. Sometimes the work of shepherding is hard and sacrificial, and sometimes we have to remind ourselves that ultimately we are giving ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for us. And we gladly are spent. Paul said, I will very gladly spend and be spent for your souls. Alan, spend and be spent for the souls of this church. Because Jesus was spent for you. Verse 3, Peter says that we shepherd by leading from the front not driving from the rear. Look in verse 3. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. So you shepherd the flock of God by overseeing the flock out of a desire to serve God, not duty, by giving yourself to the sheep, not fleecing them. And now we shepherd by leading from the front as an example, not driving from the rear. Shepherding requires not just grace to lead, but the grace to have a life that leads. May God keep you faithful, brother, as you lead not only by word and by teaching, but as you lead by example. And finally, verse 4, And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Shepherd in light of the chief shepherd. The chief shepherd here is Jesus Jesus Christ. And Paul told the Ephesian elders that Jesus purchased the flock of God with his own blood. Listen, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you an overseer to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. From the very beginning of his charge, Peter has emphasized that you are to shepherd God's flock. This is not our church. This is God's church. These are God's people And Jesus Christ, the chief shepherd, purchased this church with his own blood. Shepherd them in light of that. And not only in light of the sacrificial love that purchased the church, but in light of the fact that the chief shepherd, your and my boss, is coming. Note what Peter says in verse 4. 
when the chief shepherd appears. You see, the chief shepherd has entrusted God's flock to those whom he has called and equipped and qualified to lead his flock. And the chief shepherd is going to return for his flock. And when he does, the chief shepherd will call into account all of the under-shepherds of his flock. You and I will stand before the chief shepherd and give account for how we shepherded his flock. And he will reward our faithfulness. When the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. My friend, let the unfading crown of glory, let the the unfading pleasure of the chief shepherd drive you like fuel to serve him by serving his flock. Alan, having been called to be an elder by the chief shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, affirmed as such by his church, and enabled solely by His grace. I'm going to ask you to stand here and make the following pledges of faithfulness to the Lord and to His church as you fulfill this calling. Five pledges, five commitments. The first, a pledge of faithfulness to the Scriptures, God's authority. Alan, do you believe the scriptures of the Old and New Testament to be the word of God inspired by the Holy Spirit and the supreme, final, only infallible rule of faith and practice? I do. A pledge of faithfulness to our polity as a church. Alan, will you fulfill your office in obedience to Jesus Christ under the authority of his word with the help of his spirit in accordance with the confession, covenant, and constitution of this church and in mutual submission to your fellow elders? I will. A pledge of faithfulness concerning your own personal life. Alan, will you conduct your own life and the life of your family according to the pattern of Jesus Christ and to make yourself a wholesome example to this church? I will. A pledge of faithfulness in your teaching. Alan, will you study the scriptures diligently and call upon God in prayer for the true understanding of them so that you might be able to teach sound doctrine and guard against false doctrine? I will. And finally, pledge of faithfulness about your pastoral ministry. Relying on the grace of God, Alan, will you take the responsibility of eldership in the life of this church to oversee the ministry and the resources of this church, to devote yourself to prayer and the ministry of the word, and to shepherd God's flock whom Christ purchased with his own blood so that Winchester Baptist Church and the entire churches of Christ will be blessed. I will. Amen.
Would the members of our church please stand? If you're a member of our church, and you have heard before, but I will remind you that Hebrews chapter 13 gives you a responsibility in light of your elders. Here's Hebrews 13, verse 7. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Hebrews 13 goes on in verse 17 to say, Obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. As Alan has committed himself to you, we, members of Winchester Baptist Church, commit ourselves to him. So members... Do you publicly recognize Alan as an elder and receive him as a gift of Christ to this church? If so, say we do. And lastly, as directed in the scriptures that I just read, will you love Alan as a brother, honor him as an elder, pray for him as a minister, and follow him as a leader so that our worship community, and mission might faithfully display the gospel and glory of Christ? If so, say, we will. We will. Alan, may God grant you his grace and endow you with his spirit so that you can shepherd his flock for his glory. God bless you, my brother. I'm going to ask our former elders... Nick and Rob to come, please be seated. Ashley, would you please join uh, Alan here and faith and grace? Come on up. Come on up. Come up here. I won't. I won't make you be kneeled. Kneel. I, I know how uncomfortable that is. But uh, friends, God has given our church a gift in the Bowers family, and in particular in Alan as our new elder. So I'm going to ask Nick and Rob to lay hands on this brother and pray for this family as they begin to serve us as shepherds, all right? Uh, Rob, I'll ask you to go first, if you would, and then Nick, and I'm, I've already spoken enough. I won't pray. Our Father and our God, we worship you today. We thank you for, for providing for us meeting our spiritual needs through raising up shepherds for us. And Father, I pray that you would continue to bless us by blessing by blessing our brother here. Please, Father, I, 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 I pray that you would cause Alan to see your church the way you see it. That, that you would cause him to value your church the way you value it. But Father, please, please overrule the way our culture tends to look at churches. 
The Lord Jesus Christ loved the church so much he died for it. I pray that Alan would love this church so much that he would live for it. Amen. Father, please strengthen him. Please give him courage. Please burden his heart with your concerns so that he might be faithful, faithful in serving you and serving us. Father, I ask this in Jesus' name. Father, it's a sober charge to take up the role of elder of the church. Your instructions to us in your word are serious. They are full of responsibility, but they are full of joy as well. Amen. And Father, I pray that you would give this brother and his wife and their family joy in their home, harmony, and an unceasing well of energy to serve and a knowledge of when to rest. Help us to protect them as members of the church. Yes. To pray for them. Yes. Uh, to open our arms to them and love them as we already do. Uh, but we pray for your blessing on them uh, because they are a blessing to us. We will willingly follow Alan. As an elder of your church, we thank you for your gift to this church, your gift to the eldership, and pray for your continued blessing on Alan and Ashley and their children. Pray for your love to abound in them and through them to us. We ask these things with grateful hearts of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen, friends. God bless you, Bowers. Partners together for the gospel.